Morning, everybody. It's good to be back. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm going to talk. And when Andrew left, he left to go, and he's been and welcome back, by the way. He's been two weeks in uh, in Reading, in California, um, visiting his daughter, amongst other things. And um, he said to us who were preaching, we had uh, Felix, I think, preached a couple of weeks ago. Ah, did it last week. Just preach on on um, Christians, scattered servants, as we we like to to call ourselves. In the workplace, well, they totally ignored him. They, 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 they <laughs> is something about glorifying God and more generic. And Ard talked about you know courage in suffering, didn't he? But um, so I'm going to be obedient and do what do what do what is asked. All right. So we're going to look at um, <laughs> Christians in the in you know being what are we what's it like to be scattered servants in the workplace and I know there's some of you here who don't work some of you who want work some of you who do voluntary work some of you who who do all sorts of things but but I hope that what what I'm talking about will apply to you as well um, because you know it, we're all involved for a lot of our time in other stuff yeah and for a lot of us it's work for others of us it's Looking after grandkids for for whatever we're doing. Sometimes sometimes it's voluntary work on food bank. But let's so just engage with 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 this stuff. Um, I want to tell you a story to to start, um, and it's um, it's a story from a film uh, that's called uh, that you might have heard of with Tom Hanks called Sully. But um, it's about uh, a flight which this this happened in fifteenth uh, of January two thousand and nine. And the um, this plane, which is uh, American Airlines Flight One Five Four Nine, took off from uh, New York from LaGuardia Airport, and uh, that's not Guardiola Airport. That's LaGuardia Airport. Um, that uh, and it and it got after ninety seconds, it got to three thousand feet, and it hit a flock of geese, and both engines went out. So it had no power. No power. But geese are big things, and when a lot of them hit the hit the even a Rolls Royce <laughs> engine, it stops them. And the the guy who's uh, they've got wonderful names, haven't they, Americans? Yeah, Chelsea, Chelsea <laughs> um, Sullenberger, which I don't think he quite pronounced it like that, but um, but uh, and called they call him Sully for short. Hence the name of the film that uh, that's out now. Um, but he he had a decision to make. He had a decision to make. He had 105, 155 people on board. He was flying over New York. Um, he had no power, and he had to glide this plane to safety. He had no, no way of going back to the airport that he'd just come from, and he took the decision to land it in the Hudson River, to land it on a river. And, and that he, he did, amazingly, and... All the people on that plane were saved. The amazing thing is, he did that in three minutes, 32 seconds. He made that decision, followed the emergency procedures, got everyone to, to be in the right position, did everything he needed to do with that aeroplane on the flaps and everything that he had to do. He did that in three, three minutes and 32 seconds. It took me longer than that to get out of my house and start my car up this morning. Yeah? You know, and if you've got kids, it took you even longer than that to get out of the house. Yeah, that 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 is amazing. Be a very short film. 
Yeah. <laughs> no. Well, actually, actually, they challenge. We don't, I won't spoil the film. You can see the film. It, 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 a lot of it is what happened afterwards, where they, the, the, the safety people challenge that he should have gone back to the airport. And he said, no, I'm, I'm landing it on the Hudson River. And it floated on the Hudson River. Everyone got out. Yeah? It's amazing. It's a miracle in a way. But the point is, there was somebody doing their everyday job who could, um, through being good at it and professional at it, could actually save people. And you, through your everyday jobs, can do, uh, do good to people. You can save some, you can bless some, and you will bless this world inc- incredibly. God is so for work, you would not believe it. He, is so, he invented it. He, 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 you know, creation, God worked. And then he rested. It was hard work. He had a, even he had a rest. I know what it's like to have a rest. You know, having had heart surgery, I have to rest every, every so often because there's a limit to what I can do. But, you know, he, he loves work. And um, I do want to fit it into what Ard spoke about, about suffering, and, uh, and about what um, Felix spoke about, about glorifying God. Because I want to illustrate this from, from the life, or some of the life, of, of a guy called Joseph, Who's an Old Testament character, and um, who you know came from a from a good family, but but suffered and glorified God in what he what he suffered and what he how he went through it. And I'll try and um, just log in. Uh, okay, um, so I just want to want to show that. Uh, just use that. Um, the story is that, um, and it will come up on the screen, the, um, the, 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 the verses, but if you've got a Bible or you've got an app, then uh, please follow this. We're in Genesis 39 to start with, and um, we're going to look at that, and we'll look at other, other verses. But I just want to read um, you know, about six verses, the first six verses of Genesis 39 to start with. So the context of this is that um, Joseph upset his brothers and he had he had 11 of them and he certainly upset 10 of them which is not not a good thing to do um by being a bit arrogant actually and a bit um a, a bit uh, un uh, unfeeling towards them and he, he upset them enough that they wanted to kill him um which is, again is not you know not not recommended but um it, it, instead of that they actually um sold him to a bunch of slave traders and those slave traders took him to Egypt and they sold him on to somebody else see that that happens today doesn't it around the world it's no no different yeah and there's people sold into slavery um, and he was that's that's his position so I want to read from uh, ch- uh, verse 1 of, of uh, Genesis 39 it says now Joseph had been taken down to Egypt Potiphar, an Egyptian, who was one of Pharaoh's officials. Sorry, am I booming a bit? Is that okay? Um, uh, sorry, uh, Potiphar, who was an Egyptian, who was one of Pharaoh's officials, the captain of the guard, brought him from the Ishmaelites. That's the people who'd, who'd, who they'd sold him onto. That's the slave traders um, who had taken him there. But the Lord was with Joseph. We sang earlier on, didn't we? You know, God with us, Emmanuel. The Lord was with Joseph so that he prospered and he lived in the house of the Egyptian master, of his Egyptian master. 
When his master saw that the Lord was with him and that the Lord gave him success in everything he did, Joseph found favour in his eyes and became his attendant. Potiphar put him in charge of his household and he entrusted to his care everything he owned. From the time he put him in charge of his household and of all that he owned, the Lord blessed the household of the Egyptian because of Joseph. The blessing of the Lord was on everything Potiphar had, both in the house and in the field. So Potiphar left everything he had in Joseph's care. With Joseph in charge, he did not concern himself with anything except the food he ate. I should say Potiphar's actions I wouldn't recommend, actually, just just sitting there and eating all the time. Um, you know, I think he should have taken some interest in certainly what Joseph was doing. So, um, but but that's the that's the situation. Now Joseph um, was a slave, and therefore he had to work hard. Therefore he was he was a hard worker. Um, but what what happened was that he. Um, You know that he was able to be a blessing and to bless other people, um, and he got noticed. He got, you know, and he didn't get noticed by sitting around doing nothing. He got noticed because he tr- he worked hard. He trained. He he got you know like um, like like Sally Sullenberger did. He he trained to do that job, and and he got good at it. Um, otherwise, he wouldn't have got wouldn't have got noticed. And there's something about us actually being good at the jobs we do. <laughs> you know that that credibility we have as people who who are good at our jobs and apply ourselves to our jobs, and we'll come back to to that later. But the the key thing was that the Lord was with Joseph, and I've really got three three points uh, about today. One is that God is with us. The second is that um, that we sorry, I'm sorry that that. We have have been sent to the people, and the third is he's given us the Holy Spirit to to help us to do that. So it's it's God with us um, through us. He's going to going to bless the world because that's what he said he would do, and um, and he's given us the Holy Spirit to be in us. And um, so those are the three things we're going to look at, and we're going to look at it from the from the life of, of Joseph. That's for those of you who are interested in this. That's a sort of Trinitarian theme, all right? Because God is with us. God the Father's with us. We're doing the work that Jesus began, and we've got to continue. And it's the Holy Spirit with us, all right? The thing about Joseph is that it says God is with him. And God is with us. We, you know, we sang it earlier on. God is with you wherever you, you go. And although his, his circumstances changed, his status didn't. His status with God did not, did not change. He was in dire circumstances and, and probably despaired when he's being dragged across the desert from Israel to Egypt. But he, his circumstances changed, but his status didn't. And his status was as a son of the of the of a, a ruler of a king. He was somebody who was from another country, actually, but he was still the the son of of a very important person. And he 
increasingly saw himself as a, as a son of, of Yahweh, a son of, and that's what the, you know, the Old Testament word for, for God, of that triune God, that he would have, um, he would have seen himself as, as a child of the king. And we need to see ourselves as, as children of the king. As we go into situations, we, we go there with our status intact, no matter what the circumstances are around us. And I just want to say to you, what, what do you take to work? Sandwiches? Yeah? Pass for the building? A key? Um, resentment? Yeah? No. <laughs> um, you know, worry about it? Anger about it? Uh, situations you have to face? Concern? You know, we go into work, don't we, with lots of stuff. And I just want to say to you, I think there's one person we need to go into work with, and that's our Heavenly Father. Yeah, Predominantly, that's who we need to go to work with. Because he said, I will be with you. Joseph's experience was, God was with him. And um, so when next time you do your sandwiches, or whatever you do, or buy your sandwiches, or whatever you do, then you know, just, just say, God, I thank you that you are with me. You are with me. Because to be honest, I'd rather take the Lord of the universe into my work than I would a sandwich. Just a personal thing. So my, yeah, my, my experience, and I've worked for 40 years. I, I was a civil servant up until about four years ago. And I've now you know, got, got my own business to do consultancy. But I've worked for 40 years. And my experience is that although my circumstances changed, my status never did. That, that in, in, um, in every circumstance, um, God was with me. And I often liken my, my work career as stepping from one girder to another. And as something finished, another one come, comes along. Have you, done, have you seen those films? You know, where you just sort of step out and something, something happens. Yeah, something something sort of um, engages with with us, and it's. I've had times when I've had huge disappointments. There was one time when, because uh, I worked in a political environment, where the um, the project I was on, that I really owned and I really felt, you know, part of, was came to an end because there was a different minister or a different government. And, and they had different views on what should be there. And it was like having the rug pulled away from under me. And I was um, disappointed. I was upset. I was um, angry. Yeah. But, um, but what, a bit, a bit like Joseph, what I had to do was to then look for those other opportunities. And do you know something? That was the best thing that ever happened to me. Yeah? That disappointment, that frustration, because what it meant was I could move on to do different things. And those different things I could um, excel at, I could get recognized in, I could, um, we could win awards for. And, and I should say, I used to say to Jan, I'm really frustrated. I'm not really getting on here. But 
to you know that God has just been so so faithful to me. I have had, in my view, fantastic jobs and fantastic opportunities. I've met some fantastic people. And a lot of it came from that disappointment. And that made me move on to something else. And in our workplaces, we just need to recognize the hand of God upon us. The hand of God. You know, he said, I'll never leave you or forsake you. God is with us. God is with you. God is with me. And, um, you know, I just want to uh, say from my experience, if any of you are going through difficulties at the moment and frustrations, I want you to know that God is in those with you. Just as he was in those with Joseph and, um, and helped him to, um, to get through. Um, okay. The second thing is that God brings blessing to the world through people. Joseph was sent to Egypt and he didn't know it at the time, but he was sent to Egypt to save what what was a heathen nation, to save what was to him an alien country. He was sent there to, to save a, a people that actually did not know no God in 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 the in the or didn't know Yahweh the the um, the Jewish God at the time, and but God, God is for this world. He made it and He sent Jesus to redeem it, and He loves this world. And when you go to work, you are contributing to the redemption because God is with us. You are contributing to the redemption of this world, and I think work, you know, work is so much more important to God to be left just to anyone to 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 do it. Yeah, it requires your salt and light, and He is so concerned that we do not um, abdicate, you know, the the work realm to. Um, people who, you know, like us, are, are sort of um, uh, broken human beings. Yeah, we all are. But we, because God can go with us, can change our workplaces. We can transform them through the, through, um, the power of the Spirit. Um, you know, and God showed he, he loves the world. You know, he, he, he could have said, there's a famine in Egypt, I'll ignore it. I won't do anything about it. There's a famine coming in Egypt, but I, but he sent a man to go and rescue that nation from famine. And in in doing that, not just that nation, he did it to bless as well all the nations round about them. You know, in effect, all the known world. And there's a picture there, isn't there, of Jesus as well, who came to a, an alien people who treated him really badly in order to save them, in order to rescue them, from from what was coming and that's what he does to you and if you don't know the lord jesus today i would say to you run to him you know the lord is my shepherd i want nothing that, that he's he's there to rescue um dying people he's there to save you from famine he's there to um to to bless you 
God said to, said to Abraham, through you, all the nations of the earth will be blessed. He said it to Isaac. He said it to Jacob, who's Joseph's dad. And he says it to Jesus and he says it to us that through you, all the nations of the world will be blessed. And we, we, you know, that's our, that's our commission. If you like, that's the Old Testament version of our commission just to bless the world because we are, um, we're ambassadors, aren't we? We're ambassadors for, for Jesus. We are Jesus with skin on to people. We are, you know, you, you, me, as far as, as, as best as we can do it, are, are Jesus with skin on to people. And, we, and they, when they see us, they, they see, or they should see, the Lord, the Lord Jesus. And um, sometimes we can become indistinguishable, can't we, from the world? Or sometimes we can become separate. So those are the two extreme reactions we have. We either, we either become totally indistinguishable in our workplaces or we become, um, you know, totally separate. And neither of which is very attractive, actually, because people cannot see the difference. And people need to see the difference. And we need to be different, don't we? Be different, but not weird. Please, please, do not be weird. Do not be... <laughs> You know, we need to relate to people. Um, and we need the characteristics of, you know, we need the characteristics of the kingdom we're part of. We need the characteristics of the kingdom of heaven. I just love those verses that Pradeep read out, yeah? Because those describe what we should be like. And I must admit, I hadn't defined what, what I've got down here as love, but that's what it is. That's what it is. Love, you know, love is not proud. Love is not jealous. You know, love is kind. Love is gentle. You know, whatever, all the rest. Okay, but what it, what he read in in the Corinthians is absolutely true, and I just want to illustrate some of the characteristics I find in Joseph that we need in our workplaces. All right, there's quite a few of them, but the first thing is humility, and he learnt humility. It wasn't a natural thing. All right, Solly Sullenberger didn't naturally know how to fly a plane he didn't you know wasn't born flying a plane was he he learned how to do it and and joseph you know wasn't very humble that's why he got into trouble you know if i'd been his brother i wouldn't have been too happy with him either but but god um it taught him humility the first thing he learned was humility. And that humility involved saying, I bow the knee to you, Lord God, to you, Yahweh, to you, my Father. I bow my knee. And in work, that's the first thing we have to do. And, but through that, that makes us serve the, our employers. It makes us um, respect our employers. It makes us show that humility. And humility isn't a cowering thing. Humility, is a, as you will see, is a really powerful thing. But in, because he had both of those, you see, each of those won't work on their own, will they? If you, if, you have the, if you bow the knee to God and say, I don't care anything for my workplace, yeah, then that doesn't work. If you say, I will bow the knee to my employer and that is the center of my, my world, then that doesn't work either. Because you're not acknowledging the fact that God is there. <laughs> yeah? And both individually they don't work. Together they do. It's a bit like H2O, yeah? A bit like water. They, together they work because 
by association. And, but you need to put the Lord Jesus first. And after that, your employer. And that, but, but, yeah, by association. So do you get that? You didn't, that order and that, and that duality that you need. I just want to list a few characteristics that I find in, in, in Joseph. All right, very quickly. There's about eight of them, but I'll do it quite quick. He worked hard and he applied himself. He, he you know, wouldn't have got where he did without, without applying himself. And, uh, and, you know, and developing skills. We, we continually need to develop skills, don't we, in our workplace. I'm talking practical skills here of things that we do. I've, I, you know, in the last... Uh, two, three years, I've had to learn a new way of doing project management. Um, and we never, never, never stop learning. And we never, went, we never stopped developing those skills. You know, Sully Sullenberger had skill. Yeah? He had skill and he used it for the blessing of people. And, and it, you know, if we're not trying, then we, we haven't, um, you know, we don't develop those, those skills. I should say I used to, I used to think of work as something a bit of an interruption to my spiritual life. Yeah? It was like a, a sideshow that went on that sort of like happened um over there. And I went to it and it and it occupied me between Monday to Friday. And then Saturday, it's a bit like school as well. You know, I, I, I just, because I play football, I look forward to playing football on the Saturday and that got me through the rest of the week. And I should say, what I'm talking about work here does apply to school as, as well. And, um, and I, I thought, oh, you know, this, this is just what I do until I get to the weekend. And I'd just become a, a Christian probably when I started work. And... Um, and and it really captivated me. And I thought, you know, the thing is, you know, unless you're, and what Andrew is, you know, the full-time pastor of a church or full-time doing something in youth work, then you know, it's not relevant. Yeah, that's that's like real work. And I got to about the age of about about thirty. Okay, so I was really old. And 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 I thought, this isn't right. This isn't right. This is. I've got this the wrong way round. And what, what happened was that I suddenly realized, not sort of suddenly, but I, you know, I realized at that point that actually work was my ministry. Work in, in a secular setting was what I was meant to do. Yeah? Not that was, you know, we all look for purpose, don't we? We all look for, for what should I do next? And, and God said, work is your ministry. And I'm going to say to you, work is your ministry. It is hugely, hugely, hugely important. God values it. God values what you do. When you're there at work, doing, making your contribution to this world, then he's cheering you on. That's why he's with you. And so don't ever, ever do what I did and, and denigrate work. Just, you know, it is, it is just so important what we do. Um, Sorry, this. Uh, the only trouble with tablets is they keep going off. Um, that's hard work. The, the other one he did, he was diligent and he was good at his job. That's linked to it as well. He, he you know, he he took care over what he did. He must have done, otherwise he wouldn't have got noticed and promoted and 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 given all those jobs and put in charge of everything. 
you know, again, he probably didn't naturally do that, but he learned to do that. And he was diligent in doing that. He worked hard. And um, he showed concern and respect for his master and for his people around about him. You know, um, he, he, was, he was concerned for the, for the people he worked with. He was concerned for his master. He really respected his master. Um, we'll read a bit later on. He had a problem with, his wa- with Potiphar's wife. Um, but he said, I, you know, I, I respect my master. I'm not going to um, go to bed with you. Yeah, I respect him too much. And, and that's what we need to do, isn't it, in work? We need to respect those, those we work with. Um, he was trusted. How trusted are we? Are we trusted with everything? Potiphar, rather foolishly, I think, actually, in hindsight, entrusted Joseph with everything. And he didn't do that because he was lazy. He did it because he saw that he was trustworthy. And do people trust us with stuff? Can they leave stuff with us? I mean, you know, I've had um, projects that, thankfully, people have left with me to develop and to do um, and, and there's a certain degree of trust I think it's always difficult to say that isn't it you know, to, but, do, but I felt people trusted me with things in, my, in the work and um, you know are we, are we trusted are we, are we trusted and are we trusting throughout my work I, I've, I have tried to trust the Lord for the next step for, the, for what I should do. And Joseph is a prime example of somebody who trusted in the Lord to guide his steps. And, and you know, if, if I've got to impasses, I've prayed about it and I've, and I've said, you know, I, what's next? Where are we going? Where are we going? And it's where are we going? Where are we going together to make the next step? And we need to trust we just need to trust. In those difficult times you're going through, we need to trust. We need to trust that at the end, as Ard said the, you know, the other week, in those difficult times, in those suffering times, God can see the end from the beginning. And my experience is that the end is um, far outweighs the, uh, the, you know, the difficulty that we encounter. Some, some of you know that I've got, I've got an OBE, um, and I wouldn't, I really, really would not have got that without the disappointment, as I've said earlier on. You know, and God will, will God is faithful. God is faithful. Yeah, it's my experience. I'm sharing that with you. He is so, so faithful. And we can trust Him. He had integrity, didn't he, Joseph? He had integrity. Um, as we'll see, you know, we'll see. He 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 had integrity in what, um, in in the situation, the following situation. He he got um, Potiphar's wife tried to seduce him, probably because he ignored her. <laughs> he just concerned himself with his with food, um, and he and and Joseph said, "No, I won't do that." I won't do that. And he did act- he took action to, to avoid those those situations, didn't he, as well? He showed perseverance and, and we need that, don't we? You know, we know those for those difficult times we need to persevere through those and come through. We need to do that in life generally, don't we? And the other thing was he was open about his faith. 
I know in you know in my you know people knew that he was a in effect a, a, he was an Israelite he was a Jew he worshipped Yahweh that was known and and again I, I've tried to sort of not be shy about saying what I believe um, and and that makes that connection between the work you do and the faith you have. And people can make that connection together. And, um, you know, it's, opportunities have opened up. You know, I've had... Uh, I've, had I've been able to talk to a Muslim girl about, about the difference between grace and works. I've had people in, in coffee shops ask me when I've been for coffee with them, <laughs> say to me, what's the origin of the universe and where's it going? And, pff, not the sort of thing you want to do over coffee. But, but people, you know, I find people just ask you random stuff, uh, you know, that, that has to do with, with, with faith. Um, I was uh, talking a, with a group in a social gathering once and the guy, the guy across the table from me said, um, Oh, I've I've just been to church and I've just become a Christian as well. You know, he'd never come out as it were before, but it sort of drags it drags other people out, doesn't it? You know, those are just just examples of how you can really start to impact um, your workplace. Not you know, it, it's, and it, I should say as well, we're there to work. We're we're at work to work. I know it's obvious. You know, we're not there to evangelize. Evangelism isn't the primary reason we go to work. The primary reason we go to work is to be a blessing in work to the people we work with. And, you know, if, if we're, and it's through our, in a way, through what we do rather than what we say that makes the difference. So, you know, let's be, um, let's be showers rather than tellers. We can do telling, but uh, it needs to, f- needs to follow. Finally, I think the most important thing um, is the Holy Spirit in us. The Holy Spirit in us. Because Joseph had the Holy Spirit in him. And, um, and there's three things, I think. First of all, it made him um, have sound choices. Uh, then he had sorry, wise choices, really, as well. He made wise choices. Uh, he had spiritual discernment. And he gave wise advice and sound advice. And I just want to quickly want to look at look at those. The uh, and the, the, the verses will come up here. So from verses seven to ten, he made a wise decision here um, because Potiphar's wife was after him, and um, and he said to her, you know, um, no one is greater in the house than I am. My masters withheld nothing. Um, not you know, and and that include except you, and I'm not going to sin against God, and I'm not going to sin against my master. And he made that wise decision, and that wise decision was followed by action because he he avoided her. And it, you know, I mean, let's not be naive. Things like like sex and and uh, and, and relationships happen in the workplace. There are there are you know temptations, aren't there? There's temptations to steal. There's temptations to um, to rob your employer of time. There's temptations to do lots of things, and we just need to the Holy Spirit in us to make those wise cho- those wise choices 
and, and, and make them um, make them well, and to take action on those wise choices. Yeah, we can be told to do something and totally ignore it. He could have said, "I'm not going. I'm not um, not going to bed with you," and he could have then carried on as normal. He needed to make a choice that said, "I will go and I will try and avoid this situation as much as I possibly can." In the end, he didn't. He couldn't, <laughs> um, and and it led him into trouble. But that wasn't, you know, his fault. Um, so we can choose not to sin. We can choose to ask questions, can't we? So there's another um, situation in um, in the following section in in chapter forty, which I think is up there, Adam, where the the, the two people in prison with him were. Um, came in sad one day and he asked them a question he said why are you sad now those little things he chose he could have ignored it and gone oh it's nothing to do with me but he didn't he said why are you sad why are you sorrowful we just need to ask simple questions don't we of people and it opens up so much where we can we can be a blessing Um, spiritual discernment is the other thing he had and he, you know, prophetic gifts are things that you can use, and spiritual gifts are things that you can use in the workplace. They're things that that you can use. And uh, uh, Joseph, you know, the the cupbearer and the baker uh, that he met in prison had dreams, and and Joseph was able to interpret those dreams for them. And he, and he you know, he didn't do that by going, oh, you know, um, I'll just make it up. <laughs> He did it because God spoke to him, because he listened, because he used those spiritual gifts. So do not think that the spiritual gifts you have, the way God can speak with you and talk with you and give you um, spiritual capabilities, is because the Holy Spirit's with you, and those are for the workplace as well. All right. And it, and he, Joseph was it just showed. He said, um, he said something amazing. He said, the interpretations belong to God. Tell me. The interpretations belong to God, but you can tell me, because I'm connected to him, and he will tell me what it is. And he said the same thing to, um, to Pharaoh, didn't he? Because he, you know, he got a bit of a, a reputation for doing this dream, dream interpretation, and he did the same to Pharaoh. He said, it's not, you know, I can't tell you, but God will. And, and and that's our view, isn't it? You know, our status does not change. Our circumstances change, but our status does not change. I keep going back to that. Yeah? And and he had the humility and the confidence to say, I am in touch with my father. I can do this. I, you know, I can't do it on my own. He's, he does it through me. And uh, we are scattered servants through whom God speaks. The other, and the final thing is really that he gives sound advice. So although the the prophetic, um, the prophetic is also practical. And that sound advice, you know, is a gift of the Holy Spirit. I don't know about you, but in my workplace sometimes there are real difficult things to do. And I look back and I go, wow, did I do that? (laughs) How did that happen? Uh, Or how did that succeed? And, you know, I think we just need a bit more nous about about God helping us and giving us wisdom in those work situations. It's another gift he gives us, the gift of wisdom, and and to help to know what to do. So he said to, to Pharaoh, you need to do this, 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 and this, and this. And as ever, Pharaoh said, well, you, you thought of it, you, I'll give you the job. 
and he got the job of ruling Israel, ruling Egypt and sorting out the famine. And, and, you know, he took his advice. That was incredibly sound advice that he gave. And he didn't do it just because he thought it up on the, you know, he did think it up. But it's again, God doing it through him. God doing it through you and me. Amazingly. Why he chooses, I never know. But never mind. Um, you know, through you and me. And it's practical. It's detailed. It's, it's, it says this is how you can do it. So let's, uh, in conclusion... Um, we have got God with us to continue the work of Jesus through us and we have by the power of the Holy Spirit in us and and that's how we're going to bless uh, bless this world this is how we're going to transform our workplaces and I just want to encourage you um, to do that that um, you know you, you are there to transform your workplaces and although your circumstances may be varied and different, your status does not change.